Thanks for tuning in to the Renew Life Church Lubbock podcast today. We hope this message encourages you as you allow God's word and his presence to change your life. Morning. Anybody glad you're in church? Anybody need a little Jesus today? You, you, you had one of them kind of weeks. You're like, I just came. Just, I need a little bit of Jesus today. That's how I come every Sunday to church. <laughs> hey, my name is Keith. I'm the campus pastor here. Welcome to Renew Life Church. If it is your first time, uh, we're, we're really excited that you're here with us. And, and uh, I just want our church just to welcome you. So church, can you give them a big old hand clap? <clears throat> welcome, welcome, welcome. <clears throat> yeah, today's going to be a Today's going to be a good day. I feel like a lot of, uh, uh, there's going to be some answered prayers today because it looks like we're going to get some rain today. And someone said, amen. That'll preach right there. If I were to preach on the rain coming for 10 minutes and dismiss you, you'd be like, it was an amazing service today. That's how you, that's how you get the Lubbockites to get, get ready. You start getting excited about rain. Um, no, man, just love that the Lord is, is bringing that. And it's going to be just a, just a wonderful day. Uh, why don't you go ahead and open to Ecclesiastes chapter three? That's where we're going to be coming out of, and um, yeah, just just well, let's just get right into it today. Ecclesiastes chapter three. Here we have arguably the wisest man to ever walk the face of the earth. We have his book. We have his experiences. This is this is who wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. Um, <clears throat> now I will warn you. If you decide to do a, a deep dive into Ecclesiastes this, this, uh, this week, don't, ex- don't expect to come out of it happy, all right? <laughs> it can be a little bit depressing. It can be a little bit sad. It can be a little bit introspective and kind of sobering. Uh, but what, is, what, I, I, what I love about Ecclesiastes, when you, you, you kind of learn what this book was, was written for, there's a lot of wisdom that you can pull out of it. But I also think that you get, to, you get to see into the life of Solomon, and you actually get to see the life of someone who is being honest with God. It's someone who's just trying to figure out life. They're just trying to figure out what works. They're trying to figure out what matters. And um, I love, this is what I love about scripture. It doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter what you're dealing with in your life. There is someone or something that you can relate to in this word. Come on, someone say amen to that. Why? Because this word is alive. This word is alive. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing between joint and marrow. Correcting us when we are wrong. Showing us what's right. Giving us the promises. This word is still living. It's still breathing. It's still making an impact. I love what Natalie said. Come on, this is not a history book. Amen? This is a book that we live our life by. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, start, it teaches us something uh, that, is, that is so valuable to the life of the believer. We're going to dive into this today. Um, look at verse 1. It says, for everything there is a season. Come on, say season. For everything there is a season. And a time for every matter under heaven. For everything, there is a season, and there is a time for every matter. Nothing to chance, nothing left out, every matter under heaven. There's a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. 
a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Notice Solomon here as he's teaching us that there is literally a time for everything. There is a season for everything. I don't know if you realize this about God or not, and we're going to dive into to this more in here in just a minute, but you need to know this from the very beginning, that God operates in seasons. The way that he works in the world is in seasons. The way that he works in our life is in season. The way that our own life operates if we're in the kingdom of God, and you are if you're a believer, the way that your life operates in the kingdom, it operates in seasons. There's a time to do this and a time to do that, which also means there's a time not to do this and a time to do that. It's in seasons. Now, to get going this morning, I want to make some assumptions about you. Anybody, anybody comfortable with that? Are you all okay with that? If you're not, I'm going to do it anyway, all right? They're all going to be really, really good assumptions. And here's the overwhelming, overarching assumption that I want to make about every person in the room. I'm going to assume today that every one of you desire to crush it in every single area of life. Every person in this room, you want to be successful in every single area of your life. See, you, you are not just here to live. You are not just here to do life. You're here to do it well. You want to do it well. You, you want to succeed. You, you know where you want to succeed? You want to succeed in your marriage. You want to succeed in your parenting. You want to crush it in your finances. Oh, man, there's not a person in here that doesn't want to absolutely crush it when it comes to their relationship with God. You want to be on fire. You want to be passionate. You want to be learning. You want to be growing deep down on the inside. Even if you even feel like you're in that season where you're just kind of like blah, deep down on the inside, there's a passion to succeed. You know what else you want to succeed in? Six-pack abs. I have people like, ah, oh, no, I really like Mexican food. I, I want to succeed in chips and salsa. That's what I want to succeed in. That's where I'm at. <clears throat> but we do, there's this, I believe we were actually created this way. To want to succeed. To want to crush it. But here's the thing. How do we actually do that? How is it that we actually succeed and by our own definition, we crush it in every single thing we've ever learned, every single, th every single thing we've been called to, every si single thing we read in this Bible. Like, like, how is it that we're actually able to pull this off? I believe we can, but how do we actually do it? It's kind of the question that I want to answer today. I want to title the message, Define Your Wins. Define Your Wins. Will you pray with me? Oh, yeah, Lord, we just thank you so much for this time in your word. And Holy Spirit, we invite you into this room. Holy Spirit, I invite you into this room to lead us, to guide us. Yeah, to even lead me and guide me as I speak today. I yield myself to you. And yeah, I just pray that you would, you would talk just as much as I'm talking today. <laughs> that you would, this word would just pierce our hearts. And that we decide before we ever hear another word 
that we will take this word and we will live it out. In Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen. 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 I want to take you back to that question. How do we do all the things? Maybe that should be my message, or my, my title. How do we do all the things? Um, I don't know if you've ever had this thought. I'm hoping that you have. There's been moments in my life and in my relationship with God where I've asked them that question. How do I do all the things? Let's just by a show of hands. If you've been a Christian for over five years, raise your hand. Now keep your hand up. You've been a believer for over 10, over 15, over 20, over 25. Uh, if your hand's still up, you're good. You can just leave right now. You don't need to hear this message. You've been, you, you're killing it right now. You are crushing it. <laughs> but do you see how many hands are up? What do you think about all the messages you've heard? You've heard a lot of messages. Some good, maybe some not so good, but you've heard a lot of messages. If you, if you get, get, get that Bible out, I have my iPad out today, but you get your Bible out. It's not a thin, skinny book, is it? There's a lot of truth in that thing. There's a lot of seasons that God has walked you through. There's a lot of things that he's taught you. I mean, think about all the things that you've learned. How do you do all the things that you've learned? I mean, we've got to be a, we've got to be a good husband. We've got to be a good wife. We have to have a strong marriage. We need, to, we need to be committed to our spiritual family and have good relationships. We see that in Scripture. Oh, we've got to be, it's funny, Natalie even said this, you've got to be that Proverbs 31 woman. Oh, we, we've, got to, we've, got to, uh, we've got to learn how to tithe and be generous. We've got to preach the gospel and, and share that with the world. We need to know what our spiritual gift is. We need to learn how to persevere. We need to learn what faith is. We need to learn what patience is, self-control, fruits of the Spirit. I mean, the list goes on and on. How do you do all of it? <laughs> You're going to need Jesus. I wanted to kind of do a demonstration today. I wanted to just get a bunch of tennis balls and lay them around because... I don't know if you've felt like this before, but it seems as if when we go to concentrate on one thing, like our marriage, we drop something else. And we come over here and we pick up the ball of marriage. I'm working on my marriage, working on my marriage. And like, oh man, one of my kids needs me. Drop it. Mo here, get the, get the kids. Oh, my finances. Oh, my home life. Oh, my, my relationships. Oh, and, we, and it's like, we're doing all we can to just, oh, that ball's about to stop bouncing. Pick it back up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And it's like, how do, I, how do I do one thing and not drop the other thing? And I've got really good news for you today. It may not sound good, but you can't. Now, some of you just need to take a deep breath and be like, oh, thank goodness. Some of you may not believe me yet. Just hold on a second. Let me get to the rest of my message. But you, honestly, you really, you really can't. Because what, what we find is we all have the same amount of time during the day. There is only 24 hours. You can't make more of it. And there is only so much you can do. And I'll just break this truth down. If you realize that, guess what? God realizes it too. What if you weren't meant to? What if you weren't meant to keep all of them going? What if crushing it in life didn't look like you keeping all the things going all at once, giving 100% all the time to everything? 
See, I believe many believers, many Christians, and just people in general, they believed a lie, they believed a myth, and this myth is called balance. We have to balance our life. Anybody ever heard that before? Bring balance. I have an interesting thought for you today. I don't believe that the kingdom operates in balance. I believe the kingdom operates in seasons. The kingdom doesn't operate in balance. The kingdom actually operates in seasons. What do I mean by that? When it, it operates in seasons, which means sometimes in a certain season, there's a ball that you need to be focused on. There's something that you need to keep up and you need to keep going and you need to give extra attention to all the while knowing there's these other balls that we're supposed to keep going. There's these other things that we're supposed to be doing, but I'm going to actually trust God that because he's leading me in this area, he's going to somehow take care of this one. Here's the truth. It is not all up to you. Thank God. It is not all up to your capacity. It's not all up to your growth. It's not all up to your, here you ready? It's not all up to your maturity. Because my, my Bible says I can do all things through Christ. And sometimes by his grace and his mercy, he's over here dribbling the tennis ball without you even knowing it. See, balance, the, the myth, the, the lie of balance says this. It's, it's, it's a balance mindset says you need to do all the things at once. You need to focus on everything all at once. You need to figure out this one, and you need to figure out that one. And somehow, you need to give everything an equal dose of effort. That is what balance says. A season's mentality says, I'm going to do these couple of things really well because it's the season for it. You know what a season mentality says? A, a season mentality sets priorities. This is, a, this is a good little, this is a good little one-liner. You ready? Let your season determine your focus. Let your season determine your priorities. Now, my, here's, my, here's my disclaimer. Am I saying that it's okay for you to, to, to have long spurts of time where you don't work on your marriage or you don't care about your marriage? No, that's not what I'm saying. Here's what I am saying, though. Sometimes... Sometimes the Lord in the season will have you focus on your kids and all you need to do is just kind of maintain your marriage. Smile at your wife, wink at her every once in a while and just know another season's coming, you'll get the flowers and do all the other things. But for right now, my kids are crazy and I need to work on them. They got, we got to cast out demons. We got to do all the things with them. Here's one. Sometimes it's not a season to focus on your prayer life. It's a season to focus on your business. And if that bothered you, you just needed to knock off all that religion. Am I saying that you don't pray? No. I'm saying that the, in that season, your prayer life may look different. Instead of 30 minutes of prayer, you're going to get five in on the way to work because the reason you got the business you got and you got the promotion you got is because God's the one who brought it. Why would God bring you a promotion in a new business and then be like, well, I brought it to them. I knew they didn't have time for it, but they'll figure it out. Like, think about this. God, he, he, this is what Solomon was trying to say. He's saying, look, this, we, 
The kingdom operates in season. There is a season for everything. There is a time for literally everything under heaven. We are. There's a time for it. Don't start trying to tear down when you're trying to build up. Listen, Joanna Gaines isn't trying to decorate when it's demo day. Because demo day, we're knocking crap down. We're going to blow out walls. And guess what? She's not worried about decorating during demo day. I don't know if you're like me, but many, you know what many Christians do? We feel guilty about the things that we're not doing, even though we know God is telling us to do the thing that we are doing. We'll come over here. like We really feel like we're supposed to concentrate on us. It's like a season of just concentrating on us. You just know he's doing something on the inside of you. And you'll, 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 you'll be pursuing that all the while in the back of your head, you're feeling guilty about what you're not doing with your kids. You'll feel guilty about what you're not doing with the friendships in your church. You'll feel guilty about uh, how you haven't been able to come to church as much as you wanted. Guess what? The enemy is just trying to create shame in your life when God is literally just saying, hey, you're okay. Just do what I'm telling you to do in this season. This season is a season to work. This season is a season to bust it. Don't feel guilty about not resting enough. Now, I hope you're hearing me in tension today because I do believe there are some non-negotiables in our life. I do believe that there are some healthy rhythms in our life. In fact, I've preached that. I do believe you should Sabbath at least 24 hours a week. I do believe there are, uh, there are times when you rest. But here's the thing. I also believe there are times when you, when you put on your, your bootstraps, you buckle them up, and you work, and you work hard. Most of us don't have a problem with that one. One that we have a problem with is, what about when that season comes and the Lord's like, hey, I need you to rest? I need you to relax. Would you please put down your spiritual sword and your Bible? This is not a season to fight every demon around every door. Would you flip and relax, chill out, and just enjoy God? Come on, someone needed to hear that today. You, don't, you are not called to be in a, in a season of spiritual warfare 24-7, 365. There are moments and there are times when God's just like, hey, I just, I just feel like he's like up above. He's like, bro, would you please chill out? Girl, 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 girl. Get away from your kids. Get your nails did. Get a massage. And don't come back. Don't, you don't even know when you don't even plan to come back. Just figure it out. You just show up. You just call and be like, hey, I thought I was coming back. I need two more hours. Well, I, I can't do this. Well, God told me, bye. I'm joking. Don't do that to your husband, all right? He, 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 he might crumble, okay? <clears throat> but when you realize this, you realize that this is the way that God works. It completely changes your perspective. Because as I'm operating in the kingdom, you know what I'm not doing? I'm not looking for balance. I'm looking for focus. I'm not going to God listening for how do I balance my life. I'm going to God and asking him, what's my priority in this season? What are you saying right now? Where's the concentration right now? I've seen this too many times in my life. God, he loves to highlight stuff. It's like he's carrying around a big old highlighter up there. And he will come to you and he will highlight this. Hey, man, you 
When it, I know we get 15 minutes every morning. I want you to spend 10 actually praying the word. Let's just pray. I need you to pray more. And then, and then two months later, he's like, hey, let's swap out those 10 minutes. I, want you, I need you to, let's actually all 15 minutes, don't pick up your Bible. I want you to worship. Anybody else ever experienced this before? It's a season. This is the way that he operates. And, and if you're anything like me, if you grow, especially growing up in the Bible Belt, you know what the majority of us deal with when it comes to God? We deal with a, a performance mindset. We want to perform. We want to know, we want to, we want to make sure that we're doing all the things. And, and here's what a performance mindset will say. Lord, are you sure 15 minutes of worship? Like not read my Bible? Are you, is, that, is that even scriptural? Like what, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. It's a season that you're in. You can read your Bible when you have some time. When it's, when it's me and you, 15 minutes, I want you worshiping. You know that God will actually do that? Do I believe you should read your Bible every day? I do. I do. But he highlights. Highlight the marriage. Highlight your fitness. Highlight your nutrition. Highlight what you're eating, what you shouldn't be eating. Focus on your body right now. You need to focus on your body. Why? Because he's a good dad, and guess what? He is preparing you for what's to come. He's ahead of you. He's out ahead of you. And he's saying, I need you to get ready now. There's something that I want to do now. This is the season that I need you to be in right now. This is what I need you to do. He operates in seasons. I've played football for a really, really long time. And you, you may not know this because when you, when you kind of turn on the TV and you're watching football, you kind of look at those guys, or at least I do, and I'm like, man, those guys must literally work out all the time. No one ever thought that about me, but I'm talking about like the real athletes out there. Like, does that guy ever work out? He is so slow. What can, okay, they, they, they look at it, I was like, man, his, I, I just look at like people like DJ Metcalf. Anybody know who I'm talking about? His biceps are amazing. I want his biceps. That would just be, no one else thinks that? Am I the only one? Guys, don't lie. Raise your hand if you think it. I see you back there. All right. I don't know if you think that this is what's going on, but during the season, during games, football players are not going into the gym every single day, busting their tail, lifting a bunch of heavyweight. They're not stacking on the plates, doing squats. They're not in there bench pressing as much weight as they can. They're not out working on drills to get faster or get conditioned. No, you wanna wanna know why? Because they understand the season that they're in and they understand what success actually looks like in the season. There's one thing that is success in the season, winning. There's nobody that comes in after winning a Sunday game and they walk in and be like, man, I'm really glad we won, but I went down 10 pounds in my bench press. Not a thought. You know what they're doing? They're focusing on playing the game. And they're, when they're, they, they do go lift, they do work out, you know what they're doing? They're just maintaining. I want to connect all this together right here. <clears throat> We all want to crush it in every area of life. I believe we actually can. But here's the thing. We have to define what success looks like in the season that we are in. You can crush it. Sometimes, hear me today, sometimes crushing it looks like you're just keeping your kids alive. Just keep them alive. 
But anybody know what I'm talking about? Parents. Yeah, just because you're working on your business and you're working on your career and you're working on your marriage and you've got these other relationships. And you know what? You, do you need to parent your kids every day? Absolutely. But you know what? Like the focus right now is here. And so success may look like this. I'm so focused on my marriage. Instead of doing five devotionals a week, I got to two. Still success. Why? Because God operates in seasons. In the kingdom, you operate in seasons. It's, it's the highlight. It's the priority. It is, it's the focus. You are crushing it. You're just crushing it in a different way. Just helping anybody today. This is the way that, that God works. He operates in season. Let me read a couple of, of examples to you. Sometimes your kids are not your focus, your marriage is. Sometimes your marriage isn't your focus, your business is. Sometimes your business isn't your focus, your prayer life is. Sometimes your prayer life isn't your focus, your relationship with spiritual family is. I already said this one, but I'm going to read it again anyway. Sometimes your focus shouldn't be fighting all the demons. Your focus needs to be taking a chill pill and enjoying the Lord. Again, this doesn't mean that we don't do the things that we know we're supposed to do. Just realize the way that God is actually working. I've seen this in my own life. I've seen it change. I've seen it change from day to day. I've seen seasons change sometimes week to week. I've seen them change month to month. But one thing I do know, they change. Once you think about even God with the Israelites, how were they led around the desert? A cloud by day and a fire by night. Did the cloud stay in one place? Nope. He would lead them to one place. They'd set up the temple. They'd set up the tent of meeting. They'd all hang out for a while, get their manna, get the quail. And then all of a sudden, boom, there goes the cloud. They're like, well, we better get up and go. Season's changing. Let's go. Boom. They start falling around. Hear me today. Guess what? Guess what was in the cloud? the provision. Guess what was in the fire? The manna. Wherever the cloud was, was wherever the food was. You can stay where you want to stay if you want to, but the season has changed and you better get up and go because if you want food, that's the only place you're going to find it. If you will live in the season that he's ha he has you in, you will have the provision that you need. This is the safety of living in seasons. This is the safety of actually following him and doing what he's asking you to do. This is the safety of focusing on the thing that you're supposed to focus. And I can just, I can tell you this. Me and Cody were chatting about this this Friday. Hear me today. You can actually choose to be in a season and sometimes choose not to. Sometimes you were meant to go into a season, but because you said no, you didn't get it. Now, guess what? The mercy and grace of God covers us even when we choose not to follow the cloud. Thank you for the new covenant. Thank you for Jesus. Oh, but sometimes in our fear, sometimes as scared as we can be, if we will say yes to the thing that he wants to do, it will literally cause us to step into a season. And guess what comes out of stepping into season? Provision. And guess what else comes? Growth. Guess what else comes? Promotion. Guess what else comes? Maturity. 
when you operate in the season the way you're supposed to, you get out of the season the thing that you're supposed to. And then he moves you again. I hope this is helping you today. I believe this is the way that, that God kind of works. So just to kind of close today, with all that being said, I think the question comes up, well, then how is it that we, we learn to know the season that we're in? How do we know what season we're in? I want to give you five ways, five things that can help you, oh, discover, um, interpret the season that you're in. Number one, stay connected to him. This is kind of an obvious one. But if you want to be a believer who operates in seasons and knows the season that they're in, you have to stay connected to Jesus. You have to stay connected to him. You need an up-to-date, day-to-day relationship with him. Blanket statement here. There's never a season that you're not connected to Jesus. He, that's one of those non-negotiables. Stay in there with him. Why? Because how will you know when it changes if you don't know the voice of the one who's changing it? And I got good news. This isn't hard. Don't make it hard. Don't make seasons complicated. Don't make it like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, like, I don't know if I hear God. I have no idea. I've never known what season I'm in. Oh, you know him better than you think that you do. You hear his voice and a stranger's voice you do not follow. You hear the voice of God. And when you stay connected with him, you will realize, oh, something's changing here. There's a little bit of a change. There's a little new concentration here. You gotta stay connected to him. Number two, how do we know what season we're in? Stay connected to spiritual leaders and stay connected to spiritual family. Stay connected to spiritual leaders and spiritual family. If you're sitting here today and you're like, well, I don't, I don't really know what season I'm actually in. I don't know my priority. I don't know what I'm supposed to focus on spiritually. Well, can I just say this? That's kind of what I'm here for. That's kind of the whole point of this whole microphone and stage thing and church thing. I'm here to help. I'm here to help bring vision or focus or direction to your life. That's not a prideful statement. That's not a, oh, look at me or some kind of like power trip. No, no. Ephesians chapter four says Jesus gave gifts to the church the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, and their, their gift is to do this. It's to equip you and it's to mature you and to grow you and teach you. God has literally placed people in the church. For what reason? To bring that direction, to bring that vision, to say, hey, this is the season that we're in. This is the thing that I want you to concentrate on. I want to read a scripture to you that um, is kind of a, a fun one to read for me. I um, actually can't believe I'm about to read this in front of you. But Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17, in the message, look at what it says. This is talking to the church. It says, be responsive to your pastoral leaders. If I could put it in my own words, it says, would you please amen your pastor when he's preaching? Would someone say, come on, somebody. So if someone say, will you pre preach that word, pastor? Like some, I think that's what, it, I think that's what this means. <laughs> you better preach. All right, be responsive. It says, be responsive to your pastoral leaders. Listen to their counsel. They are alert to the condition of your lives and work under the strict supervision of God. 
Contribute to the joy of their leadership, not its drudgery. Why would you want to make things harder for them? I could not wait to read that scripture today. Stop making things hard for me, all right? Just make it, no. <clears throat> but this is the way that God has set it up. I, I, want, I 100% believe this. God downloads things to me and other spiritual leaders and pastors in this city and around the world. And the reason that he downloads it to them is because they were placed in a, a place of leadership. They were given a voice. They, they, they were given an office. It doesn't make, it, it's, it's, it's a gift. It's a grace. It's not anything that they've done. It's literally a grace. Because they are shepherding people, God therefore gives them the vision for the people. And I want you to hear this. Sometimes you won't get the vision for yourself because you're supposed to get it from your leader. Sometimes you won't know the season that you're in because you actually need to discover the season you're in because of your spiritual leader or because of the spiritual family around you. You ever been in a conversation with a friend and they start talking about what they feel like God's doing? They feel like what God has been saying? Man, I just really feel like God's highlighting intimacy right now. Like, we're supposed to do something on intimacy. And all of a sudden, you will realize he's been talking to you about the same thing, but you didn't, you didn't catch it and actually realize it until that person said it to you. You know what just happened? Spiritual family gave you, an, gave you insight into the season that you're in. This is beautiful. Stay connected to him. Stay connected to spiritual leaders, spiritual family. Number three, how do you stay engaged with the season? Stay connected to the prophetic. We like to follow Chris Vallotton out of Bethel Church. That's who I personally follow. There's some other guys I'll kind of dabble in and see kind of what, what am I doing? The prophetic kind of stays out here. They kind of stay in the future. They kind of see things coming. So guess what? They know the next season. And I know that's kind of a hard thing in church to stay connected to the prophetic. What else? I don't even know, I can't even tell you all the ways that's supposed to look, but I just tune my ear into some prophetic voices in my life to just see where we're at as a church, as, a, as the church uh, worldwide. I'm staying connected to the prophetic. Number four, stay involved in the kingdom, doing kingdom work. You wanna know when the season changes, you wanna know how to make sure you're in the season, you need to stay involved in the kingdom because if you will stay involved in the kingdom, doing kingdom work, you will, you will, uh, God will download to you what the kingdom needs to be doing at that time. And you'll be doing something and all of a sudden you will sense a shift. You'll know there's a shift coming. You'll know that something just is, for some reason we need to go after salvations like never before. For some reason we need to go after like never before. For some reason, we just need to take care of the poor in our city right now. It's just like never before. It just seems like we, we as pastors, we joke, like, where's the oil at? What's the oil on? In other words, where, what's the Holy Spirit highlighting? What, where's the anointing at? Where's the grace at? You'll sense it when you're in the kingdom. Lord gave me a really natural example. I've been doing prayer walks in the morning. And I'm so thankful that the summer is coming because it's cold in the morning still here and it's so windy and so aggravating and it's so hard to pray when you're aggravated, all right? I'm like, Lord, please, no more wind in like 60s. And the Lord began to talk to me about seasons. 
and he said, you'll, you, you'll never know when the seasons are changing if you live your life indoors. So practical, but so real. You just stay indoors all the time, you don't know when the seasons are changing. But when you're out in it, all of a sudden you're walking around you're like, whew, summer's coming. Oh, it's getting, winter's coming. You're out in the kingdom. When you are out in it, oh, you know when the seasons are changing. Come on, that's a good word right there. And then number five, pay attention. <laughs> no, this sounds really simple. <clears throat> How do you know what seasons are coming? Pay attention. What's God doing? I told this story in the first service. I didn't even think about telling it until right then. <clears throat> I, I don't know if I told you, you guys a couple months ago about all the, the birds, the bird situation that I was having. Now y'all are gonna have to hang with me for just a second and let me explain. I just started having these weird encounters with birds. Some of y'all are like, you are weird. I know, just hold on a second. Y'all stop judging me, all right? I'm just trying to pay attention and I'm trying to get, prove this point right here. Ben Armstrong comes into town. How many enjoyed Ben when he was here, right? So like the, the first time he actually came, I take him to, to breakfast on Saturday morning. We pull up and we're waiting in the car and these two birds land right on my truck. And some of y'all may remember the story. First of all, like, cool, but get off my truck. You know what I mean? You're scratching my hood. And they're like, and so I like open the door and get them off. Like, golly, that was just weird. And here they come again and just land right back on the top of my truck. I'm like, you Bethel people come to town and weird stuff just starts happening. Like, what is up with this? And uh, of course, Ben, he just like, you know, did one of those. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. So we go in, we eat. Um, we go to, to coffee that afternoon. Actually, no, no, um, that, that, was, that was later on. Something else happens with, with birds. Um, Bethany, um, when they come to church, they get here at seven o'clock to go through run through. Well, there's a, I guess there has just been a, there was a ton of birds off the highway. She sends me a video about all the birds. I'm like, how do you know about my bird situation going on right now? And then she's like, they've been so loud this morning, blah, blah. I'm like, this is, this is weird. So I'm, I'm, there was a couple other things I can't remember. We get in our pre-service meeting before Sunday and we pray over the service. And I'm telling everybody about all the bird things. And then we're, we're all like, oh my gosh, this has been happening. When we start to pray, this is no joke. As we're praying, a bird flies into the window. Literally, literally bangs into the window while I'm, while I'm praying. I'm like, all right, God, I'm paying attention now. The next day before we take Ben to the airport, we go to Monomyth Coffee Place. I see a shirt, it's got a big old eagle on it like this. They had some event and there's a date across the top of it. Guess what the date was? My birthday. I know that sounds weird and I, some of y'all are like, well, what did the birds mean? I have no idea. I actually still barely know. I'm not really, I got a couple words after first, but I have no idea what the birds were about. <clears throat> but I will say this, I started to pay attention. Lord, what are you trying to say? And when it comes to following the Holy Spirit, when it comes to following God, God just loves, read your Bible. He does crazy stuff. He does crazy stuff. He led his people by a pillar of a cloud by day and a fire by night. Can you imagine what that looked like? A pillar of smoke, like weird. Dropping little flakes of goodness from the, from, from, or actually didn't drop them. They just showed up on the ground. Kind of weird. Right? 
So what I'm saying is don't judge my bird thing, okay? <clears throat> but I pay attention. And we, we, we talk about this here around a lot. It's the, the chatter and the airwaves. What's, what do you keep hearing? What's the thing that God keeps seeming to be to, to say? Pay attention. Because what will happen is you will pick up on the season that God's actually putting you in and maybe even the church in, in general. I'll close with this scripture, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30 in the message. It says, are you, this is Jesus talking. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. This next part, he says, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. And here's, here's, a, here's a, a statement on seasons. He says, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. That's beautiful. Unforced rhythms of grace. I'm moving over here. Unfo oh, there's a rhythm to it. Oh, I'm in this season. Oh, I'm out of here. Oh, I'm picking up this ball, setting it right back down, picking up this one. Oh, I'm focusing on the thing that he has to focus on, and I'm not feeling guilty about the other things that I don't seem to be able to handle right now. No, Lord, I'm just doing the best I can to follow you and hear your voice, and I'm going to trust more in your provision and protection and comfort in my life than my own. Lord, I trust you. Thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to join us in person for church, Renew Life meets every Sunday morning at the YWCA at 6501 University Avenue in Lubbock, Texas. For more information on our ministry, check out renewlifechurch.com or find us on social media. We hope to see you soon.